Gentlemen, we are a week in. How are you feeling? Not too bad, I will honestly say. Um, to be one and two and putting up shots, I mean, sans Carolina. You mean finally putting up shots? <laughs> yeah, finally putting up shots today. We are, what, after it's nine o'clock? We just had finished up the uh, Jackets debacle uh, from the early afternoon matinee day game. So, I, honestly, after three games, I'm not too bad. I, uh, it could have been worse. Yeah. Probably should have been worse. Yeah. We've seen two different teams against Carolina from Detroit. And then today was a mix of both of those. So it's, um, it's going to be a fun year, I think. They say that sarcastically. For the most part, I think it's okay. I mean, today's effort, especially in the second half of the game, was pathetic. I mean, and and I will say one other thing. Mark Stahl. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to Mark Stahl. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will have a pretty big segment of Mark Stahl. But, I mean, but besides that, I mean, the first game, you had 14 shots on net. I mean, you know, but I'm sure we'll get more into it. I'm feeling pretty good. You know what? It's fun to see hockey back on TV, and it's fun to see your favorite team back on TV again. Um, but, you know, there's definitely definitely imperfect, if there's any yeah. other way to put it. <laughs> there's, there's some healthy optimism. Uh, so you're listening to episode 108, and we just finished what is the first week of hockey Uh, Just about we're recording on a Monday and the Red Wings have played three games. This episode is probably mostly going to be kind of just a recap of what we've seen so far, kind of the pluses and minuses and and where we go from here, because we've already seen, I mean, across the league, uh, COVID issues, the Red Wings today just with COVID issues, and we've seen them play in three different kind of, I guess, situations and each one has had its ups and downs. So I think we'll start with the first game back. And I will tell you the one thing. Do we have thing. to, though? We do. Well, let's go, oh, okay. let's go from bad to, to good. So okay. the first you. thing that I did not miss at all is just the, the gut fan reactions when any little thing happened. It became... And, and it's like too many people went into this season thinking maybe thinking that the Red Wings had a chance to do something amazing. And I think we had some cautious optimism saying, well, you never know because of how COVID might work out and, and all that stuff, you could catch a break, but I was never expecting the Red Wings just come out of the gate, firing on all cylinders, dominating a, 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 what should be a deep playoff contending Carolina team. And in the first game, I think reality set in for a lot of people because that was, um, it was good to see hockey, uh, but that could have barely been called hockey. Yeah, it, um, I was expecting not good, (laughs) but that was just shit. There really was no other way around it. It's really been the common thing theme the last the first three games here is that is it me or is the ice shit or does it is it that crazy obvious that they haven't played hockey in ten months? Yeah, and I think that's a lot of what it was. Is I didn't expect them to come out being fast or super high level or anything because well, one no, the team is not basic, phenomenal. But, no, but basic stick handling like it's they get the puck and then they're they're whiffing on passes. They're whiffing on shots left and right. They're losing the puck, trying to deke around people all the time. Like, it's just basic shit for a guy that doesn't play hockey. 
that seems like a thing you need to be doing. Yeah, my reaction, my initial reaction to it was 10 months and you can you can um, work out as much as you want and train as much as you want. It's not real game situations. Right. Definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. My my biggest takeaway and and I I don't want to hear about the ice is the issue. I mean, these guys these guys are professional I mean, we don't know if it's an issue, but I was just But no, Bobby Ryan had said something about it. I think it was or maybe it was I was listening to all the interviews I think Saturday morning. Um but but yeah, one of one of the guys said something about the ice. It's not great, but it will get better as the season goes on. And then you know, the second thing is that's not an excuse. That that I'm not going to accept that from professional athletes. I'm sorry. Um, as for the first game, yeah, I mean, it was fun to see hockey on TV. It was fun to see the Red Wings on TV. But uh, as far as good hockey, I mean, 14 shots should tell you all you need to know about that game. I mean, they had numerous opportunities to take shots and they just were unwilling to do so or whiffing on the shots, which, I mean, I, I guess goes back to not playing hockey for 310 days or whatever it was. But uh, and, and Dylan Larkin said early in that first period that, uh, you know, even, you know, throughout the whole first period, it felt like game seven of the Stanley Cup final where there was absolutely no room to go. And it, and it, it, it kind of showed as you're watching the, watching the first period, you know, there was no room for anyone to go. There was a ton of shots blocked. And I mean, it was really ugly hockey, especially at the beginning. And then I think it got better as as the game went on, but uh, especially on Carolina's end. But you know, as far as the first game goes, it was kind of an ugly performance from both teams. Yeah, I think the biggest the biggest thing that stood out was that shot differential. I mean, we were horribly, horribly outshot and outchanced. And then I think, like Tyler said, the the second thing to kind of stick out is um, Mark Stahl is so <laughs> slow. Like bad. was not expecting that. Uh, really? You were not expecting no. Mark Stahl, who they were willing not, to give up a second round pick to get rid of, would be not, not good. Not like that. Really? Not, no. I wasn't expecting to, to be... I wasn't expecting after three games to admit people immediately going to the Jonathan Erickson 2.0. Yeah, well, I, I, I hate to say, Ryan, I don't think it's going to get much better. I think he is, at this point of his career, I think he's about that. And I hate to say it because, I mean, I mean, I guess it, it isn't what it is. If he sucks and he starts playing really bad, they're going to take him out of the lineup, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, they're not going to sit there and watch the him continue to start turning the puck over and continue to turn the puck over and over and over and over again. I mean, at one point or another, they're going to have to say, you know what? Enough is enough. We need to, we need to put Gustav Lindstrom in or Dennis Chalowski or whoever. Chalowski, but now the Jews is almost here. He's going to be the likely yeah. guy that play, makes his way in. Yeah. yeah. Juice is, is, is definitely the guy that, that I look for to, uh, to take that step. But even then, I mean, Chalowski's another guy that, you know, he's a first round pick. I mean, if you don't start getting him in some action here, I mean, it's going to look like more and more like a bust. And I hate to say that, but I think he's already at that point. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah, it's unfortunate in, in, many, in most people's eyes, I should say. Yeah. And that's, uh, but again, the overreactions have been uh, very high going into now i want to point out some good things before the overreactions our goaltending is phenomenal or has yes. been through three games yeah thomas grice has looked excellent uh bernier has uh, bernier looked really good 
Uh, and it's just, they've kept us in the game for the most part. Uh, again, three games in, but I mean, solid. Uh, Grice has been tracking the puck very well. Um, stood on his head for a lot of the first game. And and that was uh, surprise. I don't want to say surprising because I knew Bert, uh, that Grice had been a, a pretty solid goalie uh, on the Islanders, and it's it's good because it's I think what we'll need going forward is goaltending to keep doing what it's doing to keep the team mm-hmm. competitive. The other really like big what go ahead. Bernier did by himself last year. Now he's got help. Yeah, and they say a tandem of Bernier and, act- and Grice should do really well. And, and actually, on that note, do we want to briefly bring up uh, former Jimmy Howard? Oh, Before Jimmy Howard! Yeah, Jimmy Howard announced his retirement, which you kind of knew was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, when you official. see people—is it—is it official? Official? Like, yeah, yeah. The league. Yeah. I don't know if he filed it with the league, but there's a whole write-up on it. So, um, I kind of figured that would happen after seeing. Um, goalies go through waivers and not get claimed. If they're not claiming younger goalies from waivers, they're not going to take a Jimmy Howard. So uh, it it was going to happen. Um, and I mean, it it sucks, but whatever. Yeah. Howard had a lot of good play time. It was yeah, 14 I mean, years in Detroit. I mean, there's when I was talking to my father-in-law, it's pretty much so 14 years in Detroit. Add what two to three? How many years was he in Grand Rapids? Almost twenty years of his life, he's been in the Detroit system, pretty much. Yep. So, I mean, it's a good I mean, hockey career. Oh yeah, it is. You think they bring him into the into a coaching role of some sort at either Detroit or Grand Rapids? Uh, I don't know what he would be brought in to do. I mean, you you make him goaltending coach. You already got goaltending well, yeah. coach. I mean, any type of support role. Just sure. To keep him I, I don't. I wouldn't have a problem with it, but I mean, he, he just years. retired. Fifteen years in the playing career. 2005 yep. to 2020 that's pretty impressive i mean given the fact you know he's a 64th overall out of the university of maine i mean and and he carved out a pretty good career i know a lot of people say you know oh well he didn't win a stanley cup so he wasn't but i mean he was a runner up in the calder uh what in 2009-10 i mean he obviously had a good team in front of him but there was some stretches there where he was he was up there with some of the better goalies in the league at, at you know in, in a in a short period of time not for a long time but you know there was a point in time where he was he was stealing the show for the wings and uh you know and then Peter Mrazek came along and kind of you know kicked that away and then he was able to take it back but yeah I mean the other thing I'd like to touch on here as well about the Red Wings, uh, if I can, this power play is awful. Oof. What yeah. is going that, that on with been... John Merrill on the power play? Danny DeKaiser was on the first power play unit in the first game. What is going on here Dan, with personnel? Dan Bilesma. <laughs> Dan Bilesma is what's going um, on. You did not change you your power finally, play coach. You notice they finally abandoned the drop pass today, game three. Well... I mean, you got to cut every team. Ryan, I hate to say it, though. Every team does it. I I watch a lot of the NHL and you. Okay, well, they might be the one out of the only teams that doesn't do it. I mean, mean, you watch players that actually can drive play and they don't do the draw pass. They may they go cross ice pass or they try to attack the middle. Well, (laughs) they'll attack the middle, drop the puck back. Oh, look at that. Everyone on defense is in position. Now what do I do? Dump well, the what they need to stop doing, too, is dumping the puck in on the fucking That's power all, play. Gagne did that multiple times today. 
De Kaiser fucking slamming the puck in, uh, ringing the puck around the glass, and it's like it's a turnover. I mean, I, I'm all for dumping the puck in once in a while if if that's all you have and you have a couple guys going in the forecheck. But you have to figure out. You can't just dump blindly dump the puck in especially when you're on the power play. It's a fucking turnover. It drives me insane. It, I, I hate to get worked up about something so small, but you wa- listen to any of these analytics guys and dumping the puck in is a lost art, but at times dumping the puck in works. You just have to make sure you pick your head up. And if you have people going into the zone, okay, fine. Dump the puck in, make sure the one guy hit, you know, takes the body. The second guy takes the puck and the third guy stays high. That's might hockey. I, I mean, there, there's no other way to put it. But in terms of fucking the the dump in the puck in, it needs to stop on the power play. And I agree with you. The drop pass is, is also something that they, they should maybe, you know, still sprinkle in there once in a while because it's good to keep your opponents on your toes. But uh, in terms of, of doing it every single time, like it's it just gets mind-boggling to see it every time. It's like, how does, how does one team not just anticipate it and go in on a breakaway? I mean, you know they're going to do it every time i don't know it's i kind of think it's like so it's a damn bilesma thing and the red wings have always have always been kind of a dump and chase team for quite a while now but uh damn bilesma wasn't fired over the off season so i when you don't fire someone unless you have a really good talk with them you're letting them know that everything is fine so it's I don't think it'll I don't think it and it'll change much at all until you get a new power play coach which I don't know when they will end up doing that. But uh thank you guys for going back into this point. Thank you for going back into negative while I was trying to stick on the positives before going back hey, to welcome. the negatives. Sorry. Keeping you on your toes. Um I want to go back to positive stuff because I'm living in happy land over here. Um Philip Thanks, Zadina bro. Philip Zadina um, has rounded out his game and uh, the goals will come but Philip Zadina has been uh, somewhat of a revolution of a playmaker Uh, finding open ice finding guys in open ice just pickpocketing everyone he comes into contact with forcing turnovers It's, it's night and day difference from what you've seen from Philip Zadina in his first you could see it kind of starting towards the end of, of last season before he got injured. But it's been a, a night and day difference between what people were consistently on. And, oh, Zadina's a bust. Zadina, it, we should have picked Quinn Hughes and all that stuff. And it's like, okay, it sucks to compare players in draft like a coulda, shoulda, woulda situation. But Zadina already has, what is it? What's he got? Three points or two points in three games? He's... Uh, setting he's up, he got two points in two, three games. Two points, yeah, yeah two, and he, two assists, and he's setting up beautiful just They've opportunities. Gorgeous. If it, if only people could finish, but you know that pass yeah, to Bobby he's, Ryan. He's doing it to Bobby Ryan, so someone can actually finish it. He's the only one that's been Larkin's been flying around. But he got three goals now, Bobby Ryan. Uh, three goals in two games, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, but Zadina, I think this is a good development path for him. I think. In a little bit, you might see him... By the end of the season, you might see Zadina get pushed up to the first line, uh, which <laughs> would be deserved. Because or which one? Now we can go back into the negative, 
And what I'm not saying it is as negative as people are making it out to be, Anthony Mantha was, shall I say, slow in the first two games. He got better today. Uh, he was he picked it up a little bit, and I don't know how much can be attributed to rust, how much can it be attributed to being maybe scolded by coaching, but he he was Fresh just new contract maybe he was slow to react in the first couple games, and that might be an understatement. Uh, <laughs> but it, it today I think he picked it up a bit. He had an assist on the the late uh, game goal, which almost was attributed to him, but. I'm, it must have bounced off of Bobby Ryan's body in the front of the of the when goal and went cross checked. Yeah, so uh, I have a hard time now. The overreaction is people saying uh, demote Mantha to the AHL because I've seen that. Oh boy! Um, Wait, what? Yep, I've no. seen put Mantha on the fourth line until he starts to act like an NHLer. Um, Mantha is garbage. We should trade him before he turns into another Franzen. Um, I've I mean, seen Franzen wasn't a bad guy. no Franzen yeah, was a so world crazy. class player at, at yeah. one point or another. So so the point the, the my point is a lot of people are rushing to judgment on Mantha right now. When I mean it could be rust, it could be that he's not motivated currently. But I don't think you immediately demote your top scorer. Because he's doing a lot of what Anthony Mantha's done in the past, which is be a little bit slow to react to stuff. I think personally that that first line needs to be broken up and they need to uh, shake it up a little bit just because it just doesn't seem like and, and I'm not saying that you don't go back to it. But I think that, you know, maybe to send a message to Mantha and say, hey, listen, get your ass moving or you're going to get moved off the first line. I'm not saying demote him to the fourth line at all. I'm just saying maybe maybe shake it up. And I mean, because Bertuzzi hasn't looked much better than Mantha. That's for sure. At least today. (laughs) And and, yeah, Yeah. I mean, today Mantha was moving his feet. It looked like he was a little bit more engaged and maybe it is to do with rust. But I start to think and I love Mantha as a player. I, I think the world of him. But in terms of of who he is as a player, I mean, this is kind of who he is. You know, maybe he'll he'll maybe he'll break out of that and and he'll become a thirty goal scorer. But it seems like this is kind of well, who he is. He did he last shows season. up for four or five games in a row, and then you don't see him for another four or five games. He did last season until he got injured. Uh, he had completely t- yeah, flipped he flipped right. how he how he works and everything. Uh, and you saw what he could do when he was engaged and healthy and and getting his opportunities. Now, some maybe he is starting this season out like two seasons ago where it was the same kind of Anthony Mantha. Sure, he'll score if he gets the puck, but he's not going to work extra hard to get it. And, th- and that's yeah, kind of what it was for the uh, first Mike- two. Mm-hmm. A lot of my controller has died. Moments. I have another. I have another theory as well. Um, you see him on the, and this kind of goes back to the power play just a little bit. Like Mantha, as the one timer guy on the power play, I think is fine. He needs to move in a little bit. He's taking these shots from like no one's moving at all. Couple, no like, no one's the moving problem. at all. But in terms of Mantha, the, because it stuck out to me, I was watching this game as as I'm still basically working today and not getting any phone calls but that's besides the point um 
you see him getting ready to take this one-timer. You can tell that he's getting ready to take it because he's getting open for it, and he's not moving in. You've got to move in. You watch these great guys that, that score these one-timer goals on the power play inside the circle sometimes or you know, just at the top of the circle. He's like two, two or three feet behind the circle. I'm like, dude, you're not scoring from there unless you get a tip in front. It's like you got to move in. You got to, and that just goes back to the power play. It just, it does not flow well at all, whatsoever. It's been a lot of. Uh, I spent the first entire first game just about yelling, shoot the puck, yeah. Um, simply because no one was shooting the puck, and that was evident by like 14 shots we got. Greg, oh, don't, don't tell like me you're those... one of those people at the games that are yelling, shoot the puck. Every no, time I only do it at, at I only do it at home. Um, there were two times where I audibly yelled, shoot the puck during game one. Um, th- though this game today against Columbus, we outshot oh, shot them the by, puck. I think, nine shots. What, what do we have? End up with 37? 37 um, today. But the top line, the top line of Larkin, Mantha, Bertuzzi had 14 Holy of those shit. 37 shots. You would have so, never known that watching that game. No, no. Um, and, and that's partly because they wait forever to take the shot, and they're just passing they're, and passing and have passing. You that all of them are really about that fancy pass right now. Oh yeah, Ugh. like I mean, Bert, Bert and Mantha have been all trying to every time, every other time it seems they have the puck. One of them is trying to do some backhand saucer or backhand off the boards. The patented Bertuzzi pass to no one. And it's getting picked off and turned over, and it's a rush the other way. And one of them or both are stranded in the in the offensive zone. It's just it's never ending, and it's stuff that will I think over the first five to <sighs> six games, seven games will correct itself. I don't yeah, I think. Say, oh, go ahead, sorry. I don't think this is a lasting problem. No, I don't think if, that it, it is un. If it's it goes unsustainable. more than eight to ten games, if it's more than eight to ten games, then we got a problem. If it's more than eight to ten games, then then you start calling Blashell into question. Like, why aren't you fixing this? Yeah. So I would give it give it five games, and after game five, this stuff is still happening with no correction. And Blash gets back to the press conference every time, and he's like, "We competed hard. That's not enough, because at yeah. that point you're not competing hard because you're still making stupid little mistakes." Just give them five games, and if it doesn't improve, then start asking them the question like, why are people passing to no one and not looking at where they're passing to and just assuming mm-hmm. someone's going to be there when they've done it 15 times and every time no one's been there? Like, I understand doing- I understand some of these guys haven't played hockey, and or most of these guys haven't played in 310 days or whatever, but now you're getting to game three, and, I mean, there's no excuse for passing to nobody. There's absolutely no excuse for that. You should be looking because that's the problem. They're not looking when they're passing the puck. They're just Bertuzzi blindly dropping it on the power play. Bertuzzi getting into the zone in the corner, blindly dropping it back to the point. Nobody home. It's like you have to pick your head up and look. I know you try to be fancy sometimes and do little backhand sauces, no look, whatever, but that's when you're in midseason form. At the beginning of the season, you have to get the puck to the net and get bodies in front and that's how you score and in terms of of passing and stuff it's the same thing pick your head up and make sure you're looking before you're passing and making sure that there's guys open instead of just passing to nobody they've been doing this all season already and and there was a two-on-one where Rasmussen they got to shoot the puck that's that's another thing that that you already touched on they've had a couple of full-blown two-on-ones that don't even get a shot on that because they're trying to sauce it over a guy's stick it's like you know it's funny though 
very few that? people will uh, say anything negative about Tyler Bertuzzi. No, well, because they're like he's got heart and he brings he brings his all 110 percent of the time and he's got grit and oh, like uh, well, because it's 1990 again. It's it's excuses to try to make that kind of stuff acceptable for Bertuzzi, but completely unacceptable for guys like Mantha. Bertuzzi should be elevated to God status while Mantha is stuck in the AHL for doing the same things. Now they look at the contracts and they see that Mantha's making almost. Double of what Bert sure. is. Sure. Like, oh, he's getting paid almost six million a year. Great. Okay, well, great. Um, a dollar still value. A second line value on most teams. Great, but should your dollar value um, dictate how hard you try? No. No. Absolutely not. So Though a dollar value. That, he could be in that new contract hangover. Yeah, but I think it's more of the not played for ten months hangover than the new contract hangover. And someone, I mean, God, someone so. needs to whip whip him into shape. Then, if that's if that's the if that's the deal, if it's not because he hasn't played and it's just because he's being lazy, then well, someone needs where, to go after him for it. Here's a reason why Eisman brought in a guy like Bobby Ryan, because if you want that veteran leadership, a veteran goal scorer, like. 33 years old leading the team in goals right now. Granted, today was kind of a freak. Yeah, let's talk about Bobby Ryan. But, all right, let's go for it. Bobby Let me say one fucking thing Ryan. beforehand. Let me say one thing before. Go ahead. Dylan Larkin doesn't look like he's missed a beat, has he? No, not at all. And then you expect no. that from your best player and your captain. But it, it's yeah, unbelievable, he, he though. They haven't, he hasn't played in th- over 300 days. And the guy just Can we looks stop bringing like, that up? <laughs> okay, okay. But they haven't played hockey in a long time, is my point, in, in meaningful hockey games. We've already beat and that horse dead in this, he, in this episode. He looks like he hasn't missed a beat. It's but, unbelievable. But, Tyler, we haven't talked about Captain Dylan Larkin, the Red Wings captain, named captain Dylan, by the captain. And haven't heard already. Uh, Dylan Larkin is posted ca- that the day with this freaking posted for us. And there were people that were <sighs> mad. Oh my god, people oh, that were mad not because he's captain, but because of the way they revealed him as captain. And I'm like, wow, mm. you're mad you because expect? they got it out to their fan base in the quickest way possible, which is Twitter. Like, what did you want him to do? Like, I don't know. And and Larkin, very humble, very gracious. Did not seem excited at all because that's just how Larkin is. I mean, not mm-hmm. much excitement conveyed in his speech or anything. Um, but you can tell it's an honor for him. I mean, it's something he's probably dreamt about since he was a kid. And oh, totally. we all knew it was going to happen. And we all knew it was a matter of time. Just wish it kind of would have happened a little sooner. But I don't think it would have really mattered. But yes, Dylan Larkin is your captain. Dylan Larkin has not skipped a beat, like Tyler said. Ryan um, and I both have jerseys now. He just, <laughs> to see. He oh, just needs his line mates to kind of do the same thing. Unfuck themselves. And that's why I think that in the next few games, if... if they don't pick up, you may see someone like Bobby Ryan get some shots on the top line. You may see someone like Philip Zadina get bumped up. You may I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a little bit of Matias Broma on the top line. Yes. I would be okay. So with that. it's that's another one who's just been outstanding. Broma's been phenomenal. Any He's line you put him on. Yeah, any line you put him on immediately mm-hmm. ups the energy of that line like ten like a hundred percent. Can I say something about Brome? Huh? What the fuck are they doing with Brome with Glenn Denning and Philpola? So my my response to that is they're trying to to put the potential scoring and energy throughout the whole lineup. 
So you're putting a guy like Broma on that line because he can get open. He can get into corners and get pucks out. He can get in front of the net. You're putting a guy like that because who else are you going to put on that line at that point? Nielsen? Sure. So your line at that point of Nielsen and uh, Glenn Denning and whoever the third is, Ernie or whoever, that's a line that's going to do absolutely nothing. Yeah, but they don't play much that's the theory behind it no but it's still it when they do it's a trash line and if they're playing eight minutes a night that's eight minutes of absolutely nothing happening what about rasmussen down there Uh, i I think rasmussen looked good today in his 2c role i mean he's not a 2c by any stretch of the imagination right now and i think you could put him in 3c and you could have probably moved maybe philpola but it's I think Rasmussen looked good, and I think Rasmussen um, should get more chances because, again, something we hadn't talked about, Robbie Fabry and Adam Ernie are in COVID protocol currently, and I think that's 10 days, I think. Uh, so, I don't remember. I think it's seven at least minimum. Yeah, so Rasmussen will get some more chances, and I think he looked good. I, he used his size to his advantage. He was making some plays out there. Uh, he won face-off. So Rasmussen, I think, will get more chances. Um, but let's circle back. Uh, Broma was great. He's been great. And if he continues with this, what they keep saying, and Mickey and Ken keep saying, is they signed him for what he had done in the SHL, but they didn't know he had this much tenacity and this much kind of like power to his game where he's just that motivated to to move and to get open and to hit people and do puck battles and uh, everything that I've seen from him he it, it's looked excellent. So I'm yeah. very very happy with that pickup and he's 26. So he's not old by any stretch of the imagination. He uh it signed a one-year contract, but I definitely can see them extending him past this year unless they use him as trade bait. Yeah, potentially because of how cheap he is. Yeah, he costs like nothing. Mm-hmm. No, if he, if he can keep it up, I, I could see him getting a little bit of rotation back in the third, maybe even a second line, depending on the situation, just because he's flying. I mean, I, it's cheating a little bit, I think, because same with Zadina. These guys have been playing for a couple months, so they're feeling it, their midseason form, if you will. But he's taken full advantage of the situation. I think he's been... It's almost, uh, what's his name from 2014, Bruner, Damian Bruner. Damian Bruner, yeah. He's taken advantage of his situation presented to him. Granted, he hasn't scored yet, but he's been damn close, and I'm going to be really excited when he finally that finally happens for him. And even if that, like, he hasn't scored yet, but it's not like it's a big deal that he hasn't scored yet because he's making other stuff happen. That's, I think, the mm-hmm. thing with, with Bruner is, sure, you're happy when he scored, but he really wasn't providing the, much at the, else. At the mid, at mid-ice, he was done. Yeah, so uh, yep. Broma's all over, engage, very engaging, very tenacious, mm-hmm. uh, just great to, to see him working out. But back to Bobby Ryan. Bobby Ryan is um, really good, guys. I don't know, uh, 33 years old. Like you said, after his battle with alcoholism, comes back, scores a hat trick, and then Ottawa gets rid of him. So we pick him up. He comes in. He misses game one, kind of sad, uh, for some kind of injury that he had. And then comes in game two, scores a goal. 
comes back today, scores two. And Bobby Ryan's got the hot stick right now. I think it was two goals today on four shots, although the mm-hmm. last one wasn't a shot on net where when he scored, it was a he got kind of a pushed in. But yeah, um, I'll take it. I'll take any kind of uh, secondary scoring you can give me, but especially if it comes from someone like Bobby Ryan. And I mean, at this point, what's he doing? He's just up in his trade value unless they decide to keep him as a, as a veteran guy. But at this point, I think he's just upping his trade value. And I think several of these guys are... are um, making it harder for someone like Helm to find a spot in the lineup when he's back to playing shape. Will it though? Uh, who? Well, you... well no, mean, maybe guess... not because Nielsen played today yeah, because Ernie it. went out. So you drop yeah. Nielsen down and play Helm. But I mean, Nielsen drops out or Helm replaces Ernie as well. I think because honestly, Helm, Glendening, and Brome as your fourth line. Sure, that's the fire fiery line you want right there. Granted, you've got Stone Hands and. Sir can't make hit put a shot on net and Glendening and Helm, but hey, they could do something. So, what are your uh, Bobby Ryan takes? Uh, he's been one of the sparks to this offense, and you can tell that playing with a guy like Philip Zadina, that he is elevating his game to a different level that we hadn't seen yet. I think with Fabry out there, it's been a solid line outside of Fabry's gaps on the faceoff circle. Which, um, which have been not good. <laughs> first game, first no. game was brutal. That's Two saying it nicely. Yeah, but no, it's he's been exactly what we could have hoped for, and he he's scoring goals. It like we said, three and three or three and two. I'm sorry, and he's uh, you can tell that what he's doing. I'm hoping that guys like Zadina, who he's on a line with is picking up these things, but it's also, we're seeing a new side of Zadina that we hadn't really seen where he's now becoming the setup man. And they're just kind of, they're, it's probably the best line I think they've got with through three games to really only one game to, to, together, but it, he's brought an element that we didn't have last year. And I think that's been huge. And I think it's a lot of the energy. Like he's mm-hmm. in, in every shift he's, he's in it. Like he's buzzing around, he's getting himself open, he's getting in front of the net and getting the puck, and he's his body around too. And he wants to. That's the thing is he wants. To, he's excited to be here. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the big things is he's excited to play for for the Red Wings, an original six team, getting his chance again to to come back and prove that he's still got hockey. And I think he's what a former number two overall pick. Yeah, so so like his- he, he a good hockey player like. There are uh, yeah. there are he's misses. an Olympian for fuck's sake. <laughs> like there are misses in every draft, but you, Bobby Ryan had problems, and that's why his his game went. De- but I think he's still like at thirty three. It might not be much time left, but he's still got hockey left in him. I think. Mm-hmm. But do you guys remember when he came up with the Ducks? How good he was? Oh yeah, him and Corey Perry. Him and Corey Perry and Getzlaff. I mean, yep. those three righties on the same line. You'd never see oh, that. Terrifying. And, yeah. But but in terms of Bobby Ryan, I think he's been fantastic. I mean, there's no other way to put it. He seems happy to be in the lineup. You see him on the bench. He's he looks like he's you know he wants to be there. He I uh, listened to some of his interviews um, that before he got in the lineup, and uh, you know it just looked like he was really happy. And then obviously the the question that um, was it um, 
John was it John Keating that asked him? Yeah, John Keating asked him. And why'd you sign with Detroit? And he said Steve Eiserman. Steve Eiserman. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I'm not one for you know forced moments, and I don't, I don't think that was at all. I think that he was that was candid. It was just so. boom immediate. Uh, yeah, that was that was candid. That's for sure. And I, I like I said, I mean, whether they trade him or not, I. I I don't know. I, I don't know what the movement's going to look like. I know in Major League Baseball, it wasn't very much. So I, I don't know if you expect the same in the NHL. Uh, I guess maybe things could get better. I don't know in terms of the COVID situation. But uh, I mean, I guess in terms of that, I mean, I don't know if you trade him at the deadline or not. But regardless, I mean, so far he's been good. And, and that's uh, that's exactly what you want to see. Did Did Bobby Ryan get a game misconduct today? Uh, There's a good chance. Yeah, for the fight. Yeah, yeah for the fight. Because yeah, he yeah, he's like number two in the league. Two games, he has three <laughs> goals and 17 penalty minutes. So, nice. um, yeah, it was that was kind of a shit show at the end of the game today. Where That kind of uh, pissed me off a little bit because that goal went in the net. Oh, it did. And then you have two of your best players fighting. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, and you got so you get a goal, which they waved off and then, and then brought back because it was forced goalie interference uh bobby ryan was pushed into the net but it's uh, you can go ahead and say pretty much cross-checked and then you've got larkin uh who fights and, and gets uh kicked out of the game for five the rest of the game effectively five minutes and then you get bobby ryan who who at that point had scored both your goals and is providing you offense also get kicked out of the game for the rest of the game so you almost had and then they don't put Philip Zadina out for the past for the last like two minutes. So you've got Gagne out there for the final two minutes on ice, and it's I don't. It's like they didn't want to score. They said, "No, nah, that's okay. We'll just take a pass." But let's I, go back to the shit show that was in front of the net because I've noticed this across the league these first several days. The cross checks in front of the net that are now going uncalled. I know it's been a thing for a long time. But it's getting fucking ridiculous because and how led quickly to, to did Larkin. that ref call uh, no goal and then immediately no, say incredible. goalie interference? I don't understand how you missed both cross. Like first, the re- reason that it even turned into a goal was because Wierenski he let go of a stick, but he still checked him from behind right into Corpusalo at that exact same moment. Next to him, I think it was was it Bertuzzi. Yeah, Larkin Bertuzzi and uh, got cross-checked by Domi. Yep, it was from Bert. behind, right into Corpusalo, and that is what started the, just the entire shit show. So then Larkin fought Wierenski. Uh Bobby Ryan was tackled by <laughs> Seth Jones. No, it was, it was domestic. Nemestikov was cross-checked oh. by Domi. And then Bertuzzi went to fight Jones, and then Domi tried pulling Bertuzzi off of Jones, to which other people try. It was a mess. Um. But Larkin was nice enough to give two tickets to Zach Wierenski's family, and that's how he repays him. Uh, Teammates at Michigan, and 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 you know, I mean, they're fighting. I mean, you can't put it, you can't put it any better. I mean, it's just like. Two guys like that, and then it doesn't matter how heated it gets. You friends no. or not friends? I yeah, mean, it's a you game. can drop the mitts, and that's yeah. part of the game. Where, but it's it's funny because made a he didn't know it was Larkin at first. At first, and then he figured it out. He said he was kind of laughing during the fight, and he's oh, he like, saw it. He was yeah. smiling through the whole thing, and he uh-huh. said, and it's not that they weren't trying. He said they were both trying. Um, but and then Larkin said, it's not the first time they fought. It's probably not going to be the last time they fight. But it. It, a funny moment of fight Next between friends, but yeah, 
it'll be. I'd rather not see Dylan drop the gloves. I don't know about you. Um, I, sure. We don't need another Anthony Mantha situation. No, but I, I don't think Larkin actually kept his gloves on during that whole uh, dance in front of the net. Did you notice that? No, he grabbed he on to, Mantha grabbed onto somebody, but he did not drop them. But going back to Larkin, um, that might be Larkin's fourth NHL fight. And I don't think Larkin's lost a fight yet, so uh, that's the impressive part. No, he's pretty good. He's pretty good at it. I mean, and not that he's going to drop the gloves with like Tom Wilson or something, no, but no. No, he's pretty. He's pretty good at it. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, but that was kind of. I, I think those are the high points. Your high points are your goalies, someone like Zadina, someone like Broma, uh, a Bobby Ryan, a Dylan Larkin. Um, your guys that need work. Uh, Bertuzzi needs to pick it up. Um, Bertuzzi, yes, he's winning board battles, but he's passing it to no one. He's just it's slop i think it's a little bit of sloppiness right now and i the other part of it that i completely understand besides the first line because they played together is you've got six new guys on your roster at some points maybe seven that have never played an actual game together so mm-hmm. it's going to take a little time for them to gel to get used to each other's play styles to to figure out who's going where and doing what when but Again, they're they're professionals, so they should be able to get used to that pretty quickly. If we're at this point of having this conversation next Monday, then we're in we're trouble. We're in trouble, yeah. They've got Columbus again tomorrow night. Is this going to be posted by the time that game happens? Uh, by tomorrow night? Yeah, should be up. Yeah, all right. So we've got Columbus Tuesday, tomorrow. We've got Chicago on Friday and Sunday. Blackhawks so by next, dick. By yeah, next Monday, it'll be interesting because the Blackhawks have been absolutely atrocious. If we are still having these conversations about these guys after these next three games, there's got to be a come to Jesus moment because then it goes to Dallas and Florida. If we so, come out and we drop, hmm. uh, like if we get blown out by Chicago, I need to see some. <laughs> I need to see some coach firings at that point. Hmm. Uh, depending on what happens, I I mean maybe not at that point. What no, what game no, are you on? Six or seven? It would be a, this after the game on Sunday. It'll be game six. Okay, if you if you are at game six, is six and seven against Chicago or just uh, five and six? Five and six for Chicago. Okay, so if you drop one game one to Chicago, and then you get blown out in game two, I would almost expect Jeff Blashill to be fired. Because at that point, who, how are you getting blown out by a Chicago team that does not have a... Both their goalies combined may not equal an NHL goalie. So, mm-hmm. I just... What is it? Delia and, and, and Subban? Subban, yeah. And Subban. Yeah. Subban's great. No, they're both okay when they're facing limited games. Yeah. Like Subban, like Subban behind Fleury was fine. He's he a did, backup he goalie. Zone. He did what he had to do. He was a first now to pick by the Bruins. This is a team that should should be worse than Detroit this season. And if they yes. can't beat them. Especially without Taves. Yeah. Yeah. So if we get blown out by Chicago, um, one, Ryan may never talk about hockey ever again. Nope. And, and I hate that team more than any team in my body. Too. Their soul. And two, is, you need a coaching change or a lineup change or some kind of change. If that yeah. happens, now to that oh, point, according line, according line to some yes. people, you should trade Dylan Larkin. According to some of the morons in the group chat, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, do you really think in a shortened season this year that Jeff Blash would would be fired if the team started out like one in seven? 
Yes. Uh, if your guy is available and you want to get him in early, and it wouldn't be to to make your team win now, it would be more of a culture change. This is how we're going to do things going forward kind of hiring, I think. Since we've already seen the roster flip. Yeah, or mostly we've seen the roster flip. But yes, mm-hmm. I think that's what it would be. It would be a, you're not... It's not that just you're not getting it done. It's that we're we're an embarrassment because Iserman already listed the improvements he wants to see this season. He said, of course, we need to be better on defense. We need to be more competitive. I went out and got guys that I think can make this team more competitive on a daily basis. Not maybe going into it saying we're going to win this many games, but be into the games more. And if I can, say, I, I can confidently say in three games, they have accomplished that part to an extent. Sure, in in the in first half of today's game and in the last part, what I liked about the the second game against Carolina is that when when we were down, we fought back. Yes. Uh, which you hadn't seen in the previous seasons. Uh No, it, no, it, when no, you got down the game, beach though. chair it's folded up and that was the end of it. Yeah, and but in today we got out we started the first half of the game strong. Came out we had something like eight shots in the first two minutes. Uh, it was it was a great start, and then uh, by the second half of the game, it fizzled out. And I don't know if they got tired or they're like, "Holy crap, we pushed so hard in the first half of the game that now we're exhausted." Because I also think Columbus came hard after after the first yeah, they adjusted you know, the hard. first period. They adjusted. They they started funneling Detroit out wide. But see, and, that's the and, thing. And, uh, they adjusted. So, and Detroit didn't adjust. And we back. didn't adjust back. Yeah. Well, that's on. That's coaching. That's you know. There's no other way around that. That's coaching. That's the Detroit Lions system. <laughs> it's it's just like I said. If we get embarrassed by the Blackhawks, that that might be the end of uh, some of your coaching staff. Uh, if not uh, thinking about getting Blashell out of here, and a lot of people say Blash probably won't be let go until the end of the season. Um, but I, really I th- think that's going to be the case. I think he could be let go before that, depending on what Iserman knows his plans are for for next season. So if you want to get your your new coach a head start in a shortened season because you know you're not going to really do anything, but you kind of want to send a message to the guys that sitting back is not acceptable, uh, and I'm going to give you your coach who's probably going to be your coach through next season then then he might want to do that sooner rather than wait until the offseason to do it. Yeah, and That's going to be very inter- inter- interesting to see what happens there. Because if he does make the fire, like is he ready for that moment? Has he already been talking to someone? Is it the professor in waiting out there? Is it your fra- favorite Swede? That's Man, everyone really hopes it's uh, is Larianoff, don't they? Mm-hmm. That would be kind of cool. So it could be Larry. He did a good job in the World Juniors with Team Russia. Yeah, he did good Either with. Either way, the Russian five were, were not happy. He did good with Team Russia. I I know uh, there have been talks that he that Eiserman's looking at Lane Lambert. There are. I mean, it could really be anyone. It's Eiserman. Who knows? Yeah, it's a mystery. You won't know until a, a day before it happens. You won't even it's know been... before it happens. It'll just happen. I think. Yeah, I mean, they're really not one to pre-announce coach firings but uh, well, no but i mean in term in terms of um 
of teams that I follow in, in my, you know, in, in my circle, you know, the Red Wings being one of them. Well, the Patriots are another one. And Bill Belichick doesn't really let much out uh, into the public and the media. Steve Eisenman does a pretty damn good job of that as well. I mean, we had no sniff that Larkin was going to get the C, and then he finally did. I mean... That's a little different. That was a, we all knew Larkin yeah. was okay, going well, to get okay, to see. Okay, well, there's there's other examples too. You know, some of the trades that he had made. You know, b- past like nine o'clock at night or whatever. Yeah, the and, uh, secret Iserman trades. Yeah, yeah. those. The those Robbie were, Fabry one was late at night, wasn't it? There were a couple like eleven p.m. trades, but I think it can happen. It it could happen at any time, and we just we won't know until it actually happens, which is. Part of the mystique of Steve Eiserman, it is beautiful and frustrating at the same time. Yeah, it, it well, it's a wait and see. I don't, I don't see a firing happen. If it does, then things get crazy because it's not. I don't think it's going to be just one guy fired. I think it's you're going to see heads rolling across the board. Yeah, uh, but I guess what but, are you, what are you expecting? Because we got the game against uh, Columbus tomorrow, but. Mm-hmm. What are you expecting out of the next three games? I, I think after what we've seen so far, play a full 60. Okay. It, and even if not a full 60, because I know there's going to be, yes, there's stretches or small times where you are going to have an, an off moment, but spread it out, spread out the wealth. Don't just go hard like we saw the, the great start to this game. Had a lead. Second period, they kind of slowed down. Third period, they were just dead. It's like they lost all their energy. So share the wealth. And then I think the biggest thing is the top line needs to start clicking. Not Larkin so much as the other two. I think it's Mantha and Burt that are under the microscope this year because I think everyone had their high expectation, which rightfully so. And the horse that is dead is the time off. I think that's a factor. I, I really think the biggest thing hindering them was no uh, training camp no exhibition games and no leading into a preseason yeah yes and that maybe i guess we took that for granted with hockey because we know i mean a lot of these top players don't necessarily go into the preseason and actually get some time out there they go out get some ice time just to get keep the legs fresh and get some game action but a team like this that had quite quite a bit of turnover i know it's that top line they've played together for so long but you need the, those reps in game, and they're missing that, and I think that's why they're a step behind right now. Yeah, I think what a preseason gives them, the exhibition games, is just the the Tiny. ability to get a ton of time on the ice, mm-hmm. uh, and, and just condition themselves to playing for long stretches because um, doing weights and squats and bag skates doesn't get you ready for stuff like that. Um, get doesn't get you ready for especially guys like. Like Amantha doesn't get you ready for twenty something minutes a night. Um, that's I, and I think that's what they need more of is just they need more consistent ice I, time. I don't think it's mm-hmm. conditioning. I think it's more timing. Like Bobby Ryan was talking in one of the interviews, and, and Larkin was as well, and they both kind of went back to it. And well, Bobby Ryan obviously watched the first game in the press box, and he said up there the biggest glaring yeah. thing that he saw was that you know players were, uh, you know, you did get to like it. Just for example, a defenseman would get the puck in the corner, and instead of you know turning and looking. 
they think that they have pressure because you know they haven't seen that pressure in in as many days as it's been since they played. So it's just a matter of getting used to that pressure. You have a lot more time than you think you do most of the time, especially you know early on in the season like that. Bobby um, Ryan also said if he could play with the vision from up there, he'd be the best player in the league. <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just a lot of you don't know what's happening until you get that view from the top, uh, how how much you can slow your game down and how much time you actually have because it's the NHL. You think you have to rush everything. Maybe he got a benefit out of out of sitting up there for one game. You know, at least you know, kind of seeing what it was going to be like, the atmosphere without the fans and you know all that stuff. I mean, but I, I will say one thing. You know, the guys have pretty much said you know the energy's been pretty good on the bench and and. Uh, you know, they've done a pretty good job, I think, in the arena, giving the guys a little bit of atmosphere. Yeah, they say they definitely hear the music now. That's the, the one thing is that they this that's all they constantly hear now is is Ryan's favorite DJ. I'm not gonna talk about it. <laughs> We're not gonna talk about it. Yeah, it's wait. What's uh, wrong with the DJ, Ryan? He's fucking garbage. <laughs> Ryan, it's not. It's not the same. It's not the usual dude. It's definitely the guy that because you, you know the difference. Because you go from classic arena jams to this EDM techno bullshit, and then he's got his fucking little spin table over there in the corner, and then he plays that fucking woo, that mother. <laughs> they did a woo montage, Ryan. Oh, I was so mad. It's, I was so pissed they, off. Of course, and then they of did. course, you assholes that listen or don't, then just know that by proxy to call me out for the woo. I goddamn <laughs> everyone knows. How to, everyone knows to do it now. Everyone knows that whenever there's a woo, they need to tag Ryan in well, apparently it on Twitter. It's, so it, this one apparently was Daniela's fault, Daniela Bruce, because she said that she may or may not have encouraged it. She commented on Max. Oh, um, yeah. She said oh, no, that. she definitely that encouraged it. I yeah, guarantee I, it. Uh, so she is on my shit list after she did so well. Yeah, to call she, out, she called us C out for the Give Larks the, the C little, movement. It was so good. And then she goes and does that. It's like, oh, hey, guys, how's it going? Stab in the back. <laughs> She couldn't give us too many nice things at, at one time, um, but yeah, we got that was cool. We got a shout uh, by proxy. We got a shout out for yeah. pushing the Givlarks the C movement. Um, who we had discovered that we props were these. To Andrew. Yeah, Andrew had tr- now Andrew had tweeted it one time um, in, in July or of in March of uh, twenty nineteen. Oh. Mm-hmm. He tweeted it out one time, and then we picked uh, we and I thought maybe we had started it. Because I, I don't remember seeing Andrew's tweet. It was, yeah, um, but, I had, it, it was quite the search I was doing. Yeah, that day to figure it all out. I had then tweeted it one time in um, in July, July of 2019, of in which yeah. I tagged Marissa, and then we kind of uh, took it from there and and got the Give Larks to See movement movement officially started. Uh, to which we got a shout out from Daniela on that which was pretty cool to hear that during the Dylan Larkin press conference. I think my expectations for the next 3 games are uh, there is zero excuse to lose to Chicago. And if you are playing against Chicago, how you played against uh Carolina in game 1 or how you played the second half of this game against Columbus, you're going to lose and it is going to be your fault that you lost. So uh, my expectations are tomorrow's game for me is it, it could go either way. It's a toss up. Um, but if you lose either of those games against Chicago, you are going to have a lot of very unhappy people. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think I think the, the 
best case scenario would be three and zero, oh, and uh, you know I think the the expectation for well me Tyler would be you two can't get any better than that. Okay, well, okay, you you know what I mean, but but the my expectation is two and one because I think they'll either they'll they'll either win tomorrow against Columbus and split the series against them, or they'll lose one to Chicago and and you know beat Columbus and beat beat Chicago the other time. I think they're much better than the Hawks. I Maybe not much better, but I think that's better what enough. you just said. I think you just said the same thing twice. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> But anyways, <laughs> anyways, I think you know two and one is is a good case, and then oh, oh obviously zero oh and three is or or any two losses to Chicago is just unacceptable. So that's gut wrenching. That's throw out the team and find a new one. Uh, if you're losing both to the depleted Chicago Blackhawks that don't have their captain currently, so it's and then you're also we we might not have a Ryan after if that happens. So. We'll see how we'll that goes. Ryan, what do we say? The Blackhawks suck donkey dick. That's Big the that's like the official slogan. I can't put that on a t-shirt because they won't let me post the t-shirt. So, Blackhawks suck. Can we just do that? Uh, we could do a Blackhawks don- suck shirt. Put like a donkey and Dick Cheney or something. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's not really any. I don't think Dick Cheney... <laughs> Is an immediately recognizable person in cartoon yeah. form on a shirt. No, um, no. I mean, it would. It, how would Dick how would Tracy. I show that? Would it be a like old guy holding a shotgun, or what would it be? No. Just what about like, Dick, Dick Dick Tracy. Uh, no, no, people I, know Dick yeah, Tracy. you're the age range for people that recognize Dick Tracy is very. Could I do Robin? Richard Nixon. Could I do Robin from Batman? Ryan, I'm uh, not sure who that is, to be honest with you. God damn it, Tyler. <laughs> Could I do Robin from Batman? Is that Dick Grayson? See, no, no, not everyone's going to know Dick Grayson. Oh, man. There uh, aren't, there aren't very Nixon. many recognizable dicks. Richard um, Nixon. Tricky Dick? Yeah, I mean, that might be the most recognizable, would be Richard Nixon. Um, Dick Van Dyke? Ooh. I don't want to know. I, I don't want to put him in that situation. I mean, could I just put a hot dog, like a picture of a hot dog? Oh yeah, that works. That, that, counts. that might be the uh, that might be the, the best un- way to the because official tagline. I can't no because I can't think of any like there aren't. Really or you many. could just keep it simple and do Chicago sucks. Tyler, you're you're young. Who is there any newer recognizable person named Dick? Ooh boy, no, not that I can think of. Really, not that I can think of. Uh, um, what? No. What about uh, former Red Wing Dick Axelson? <laughs> can we do that? No. No Playback one. Back will... FM. Most famous <laughs> people named Dick. <laughs> oh boy. Dick. I, don't think, I don't think Dick. you're gonna find many good ones. Dick. Just make sure you put one. most Dick famous people one. in front of that, because then if you don't, you know, some yeah, other you're gonna get some really bad <laughs> search results, right? No, I put in I put in famous celebrities named. Brett. I'm just really happy you didn't search most famous dicks. Um, so Dick Van Dyke <laughs> is number six. What? Okay, we need. Our, okay, give me the power rankings of uh, people named Dick one through ten. So, so according to Playback.fm, okay. Dick Cheney is the number one person by name i would say yes but i don't think by face you could point him out of a lineup of old white men true but uh, he's pretty pretty straightforward he looks like a ham and then it's dick clark is number two okay dick durbin is number three i don't even know who the fuck that is dick durbin is he a he might be a politician 
He's, I think Durbin he's, a, he's is a an American attorney and politician yep. serving the U.S. Senate go. from Illinois. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's the wonderful Dick, state of Dick, Illinois? Number four is Dick Grayson. Yep. Robin. Number number five is Dick Gephardt. Who's that? that? Name. I know the name. Is he, a, is he football? He is a, also a politician. Okay. From Missouri. Sweet. Who's next? Number six is Dick Van Dyke. Okay. He's still alive. He's old as balls. Number seven is Dick Dale. Don't Dick a Dale. Music, what a, a name. Rock, rock guitarist. Okay. I'm From what sure band? Who that is? That's what I'm looking for. He is known as the King of the King of the Surf Guitar. Oh, this is like a, from the Beach Boys or something. <laughs> I don't even know. All right, next, who's after him? All right, hold on. Uh, number eight, Richard Lugar, Dick Lugar. Don't know. Nixon's number not n- even eight. Nixon's not even in the top ten. Yeah, but they, the did they ever 20. actually call him Dick though? They did. Tricky Dick was Richard Nixon's yeah. nickname. Huh. Dick, Stock- Dick Stockton's number twenty-two. I know that one over most half these more. Yeah, I don't. I this this right, this uh, list sucks. List of dicks is terrible. Um, right. I think uh, to get to the long and short of Anyways, it, we I can, can figure, figure out something out another time because we just went down the rabbit hole of dicks. <laughs> we went down the quote-unquote dick hole. Um, <laughs> hey, trying to figure. Hey, so- out, <laughs> you to think figure we can? You people. think Art Redner will let us on his show since we talked about dicks and he likes to talk about balls? <laughs> It's a match made in heaven. Rohan keeps saying we should get art on the show. God. Um, yeah, so I'll figure out something. Well, we went on too long of a tangent talking about He would about take dicks. the show over. Yeah, I don't know about that. You'd have Ask to, him his favorite dicks. You'd have to fight me for it. So, yeah, let's. Uh, I want to get your guys' kind of wrap up, and then uh, we'll sign off for the night. And you cannot make your final thoughts, I'm just happy to have hockey back. Because that's like uh, what you've Tyler's done for the past, ruined. like, Two Tyler months. is ruined. No, no, that's that's not true at all. Actually, do you want me to go first? You can start. Back? You can start, Tyler. Well, no, I am happy to have <laughs> hockey back, but that's not my final thoughts. That's for sure. Um, I mean, if they lose to Chicago twice or even once, blow big, it up. Big, big, big trouble brewing. I don't know if they'll make a change before. Uh, the ten game mark, but I mean that would be change in a what worst sense? case scenario, like a change at the head coaching position. I don't okay. think they would make a, a coaching change before game ten. Maybe I could be wrong. I, again, but I mean I guess that's a quarter of the season, right? Fifteen games would be ten games would mm-hmm. be a, close to a quarter of the season. So I guess maybe. But anyways, th- my final thoughts are. Let's just hope we can get these two guys up on the up on the front line on on the top line going here, and uh, you know the effort is much better because I mean, like Ryan said earlier, sixty minutes is key. You know they played, I don't know, about thirty five minutes today of a good game, and then it kind of went to shit after that. So I mean, you know, pile that up and put a little bit more effort in, and I think they can win all three games if if they do that. That was a good final thoughts, Tyler. Now do your Twitter. I agree. You can follow me on Twitter at SealDog91, where I, I, I'm i back on Twitter talking about hockey, which is my strong suit, and coming up with funny things as, as uh, what did I say today, Mark Stahl is the new Erickson, and it got a lot of uh, flack there. So maybe we're not quite there yet, but we're getting there. 
I'm not in mid-season form yet. <laughs> your uh, your Twitter humor is Red Wings Game 1 currently. <laughs> Ryan. Oh, uh, boy. I was just going to say that uh, I'm proud of Tyler for not switching his handle all the time. So yeah, it's been a too. long time since we've had to guess and look up his Twitter handle. Or remind <laughs> so, him what it is. Yeah, so very proud of you. For Do you guys remember growth. that? I, I couldn't remember my Twitter it handle. It was every so week. Five, switch it all five time. episodes in a row that you kept changing it. And we're like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, so no, it's, it's see, if you can grow and not changing your Twitter handle every five minutes, the Red Wings can grow <laughs> and become a team for a full 60 minutes. Look at that. So sure. th- that's, look at that. See that analogy of the night? And I'm going to end it on that. I'm proud of you, Ryan. No, thank you. RD Ryan 33. Go Wings. Um, yeah, go my, wings. my final thoughts are going to be the, uh, kind of the same as Tyler in that if you lose to Chicago, uh, be prepared to have your league card revoked. Um, because if you watched any of those Chicago games, they were a travesty. Both of them, like, I I love watching Chicago lose. It was Tampa, though, however. I, sure, I, but I love... Yeah, but the second one was Florida yesterday, <laughs> and Florida's not much better. I love watching <laughs> Chicago lose. I just can't watch games like that because they're not fun. They're not fun because it's just they were just beaten down so mercilessly. So it was, uh, if we lose back-to-back games, I mean, even if, I mean, maybe if we compete well, but I mean, if we lose by like three goals and it's like a, a four to one or a, a, a like four to two, I'm not going to be happy because that's a very, very big defensive issue. All you got to do is shut down Patrick Kane. Sure. And uh, maybe Easier Alex said than done, it. But. but it's, if we lose those games, I'm going to be very angry. Um, but I, I'll say, yeah, Mantha and Bertuzzi probably need to pick it up a little bit. I'm very happy with uh, several of the new additions and that uh, I hope we can kind of turn it around and not necessarily just win a ton, but compete for a full 60 and, and maybe win some games. So uh, you can follow me online at Bringing the Wing. Uh, you can mainly find me online at Grindline Pod. Uh, you can follow our us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, you can find our podcasts on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. If you don't find us there, let us know, and we'll get on there. Uh, we like to give a shout-out to Founders, who's the official beer of the Grindline podcast, and we also like to give a shout-out to Howie's Hockey Tape, where if you use promo code GRINDLINE on howieshockeytape.com, you get 10% off your order. If you use the same promo code on Bring Hockey Back you get 12% off. Uh, You can also check out our merch if you go to redbubble.com and search The Grind Line. But that's going to do it for us tonight in episode 108. For Ryan and Tyler, I am Greg. You stay classy, Hockey Town.